0: and welcome back to the express podcast i am your host oscar and i'm accompanied by carmen (laughs) it's been a good minute since we uploaded like almost a month um we just i guess got busy and live
1: we apologize
0: (laughs) (laughs) but today we have something new where's the box And we are going to do. We're going to try to do a series of unsolved case files. The person is Harmony Ash Ashcroft. Ashcroft. <laughs> Ashcroft. Um, it looks interesting. It costs only thirty bucks, so it's not expensive if y'all want to try it. After listening to us struggle, because we're <laughs> gonna struggle.
1: First timers.
0: Okay, so i guess what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read out off her background i guess from the box it says on may 8th 1998 the small indiana town of riverdale was shocked by the brutal murder of one of its own beloved citizens on the night before her wedding the victim harmony i ain't gonna say her last name that's just hard was murdered in the parking lot behind the restaurant during her own wedding rehearsal dinner bones McBride, a local bar grant was framed for the murder and has spent over two decades behind bars despite being 100% innocent. Your job is to prove his innocence and convict the real killer. All of the clues can be found in the evidence. Ooh. And when we open the box, it actually looks like a fucking case file, like an envelope, of all professional and stuff.
1: Evidence, pictures, maps, all, all of that. Newspapers.
0: <laughs> Detective Oscar and Carmen on the case. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna start off with the newspaper that it came with.
1: I have a feeling it was the husband.
0: You think it's the husband? Yep. To be honest, I think wait and it's not good there yet. We we <laughs> gotta read her background stuff. Okay, it says a 28-year-old woman was killed last night in an altercation that took place in the parking lot behind Tilly's restaurant around 9.30 p.m. Police have identified the victim as a local child psychologist, Harmony. Mrs. Harmony, because I'm not going to say her last name, was attending the rehearsal dinner for her wedding to Christian Peterson, which was scheduled for today at St. Michelle's Church, or Michael's Church. (coughs) Now, (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Police investigators have determined her death to be the result of a blunt impact to the head. According to the de- detective Jack Stason. that Stason? Or is that yeah, stayson Stason was the Riverdale Police Department. The injuries are consistent with a face-to-face physical altercation with another person. We've ruled out accidental causes and have launched a full homicide investigation. The victim's body was discovered by a member of the weight staff while talking while talking. While taking out the garbage. He rushed inside to inform the wedding party resulting in a massive panic as about 30 people rushed toward the back parking lot to help the victim eyewitnesses report several members of the party attempted to provide medical attention and administer cpr but it was clear that it that it was too late according to reports harmony and peterson left the restaurant to get some gifts out of the car and never returned Mm, that sounds suspicious Mm Peterson was apprehended by police at his residence at around 10 p.m. Peterson claims he drove off for, for forgotten presents and left Harmony alone in the parking lot where someone else must have attacked her. When reached for comment, the fiance said, this is a nightmare. Harmony is the love of my life and I had nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm cooperating with the police and we're going to find the real killer and they're going to pay. Harmony's friend, Jenny Rogers, added, I can't imagine who could have wanted to break everyone's heart like this. She was truly special. Oh. Wow. That's pretty,
1: pretty yeah. sad.
0: <laughs> okay. Police confirmed that they are questioning and investigating several persons of in- interest, but have not released the names of the suspects or individuals under arrest. The detective station is optimistic about the investigation. There's a reason we don't see many homicides here in Riverdale, because we always get our guy. Well, then how come you hired us? Not funny? <laughs> Okay, so there's three objectives to the game, and the first one is we have to prove Bones is innocent, and that's the guy who has spent over two decades behind bars. So we're gonna read off For autopsy. Mrs. Harmony's autopsy, okay. She is 28, she is white, she weighs 125 pounds, and she is 5'4". Description of court, victim appears to be an average 28-year-old woman in good health. The external injuries, blunt force trauma to right eye and anterior scalp. Internal injuries, extensive skull fracture and severe hemorrhaging over the right eye socket. Cause of death, blunt force trauma of the head. Victim died within moments of trauma. Uh, manner of death victim was killed by a single strike to the head inflicted by a hand or blunt object the force and angle of, of impact indicate the murder would need to be a left-handed or an how do
1: you say that word? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some, a left-handed man or woman of considerable strength and height okay so that is Mrs. Harmony's autopsy I guess so now where do we look to Carmen?
1: <laughs> okay I think we should go. Why they like why what? Why they think it was both?
0: Oh why they think it was, yeah, yeah, he was he even there at the freaking wedding rehearsal?
1: Well yeah, you said it on the thing, the
0: He was? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to what I just read. <laughs> <laughs> it just says he was he was put behind bars.
1: Yeah, and it says right here why.
0: Oh it says what? Yeah okay. he was
1: found with the ring.
0: Okay, let me see, let me see. So this is what is this? I guess this is the document from the...
1: Like, evidence? What they found? This is oh, Riverdale Police okay. Department
0: evidence. Yep. yep. Okay. So, this is... Found in McBride. So, this is claiming that he had the ring of Miss Harmony. Found William McBride's hand in Grant Park. Diamond engagement ring. That's how this is.
1: Yep. One of-
0: so, the reason they apprehended him and they think he's the killer because he, he had the ring... ring when they caught him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: well he could have been the ring person
1: but they didn't find what she was hit with we don't know
0: no but i'm just saying that he could have been the ring person you know what i mean yeah i don't know we gotta investigate we gotta do our job
1: Okay. okay so here our first witness
0: first witness is this is the fiance. The
1: fiance.
0: Little FYI, yes. the fiance that they give us for the evidence and the invitation of their wedding—they're not the yeah. same guy. <laughs> they're not the same guy. Suspicious. <laughs> mm, nah, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's an accident, but that's not yeah. the same guy, right? Okay. So our first person we're gonna look over is Christian Peterson. Yeah. The fiance.
1: He's the first person.
0: All right. Read of off interest. his read off his information,
1: please. Okay. So he's 28. He's a male, white. He's six feet tall. Let me see. His hair is brown. Eyes blue on the invitation. He has black hair. He's <laughs> dark. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what else? Okay. Well, his statement is, Harmony and I went to the parking lot to check the Land Rover for my parents' presents, but they weren't there. And I drove home to get the presents and left Harmony in the parking lot to return to the party. She was 50 feet away from the door when I left. Police apprehended me at my home when I was picking up the present. Hmm. And then there's an individual who can confirm his whereabouts, date, and time of the incident. His name is Jenny Rogers, Jenny and she's Roger. just a friend. Hmm.
0: Is he on this thingy on, as, like, one of our suspects?
1: Okay, well, here's the witness thing. Oh, okay, here's Jenny the Jenny Rogers. I need to slow down, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it says, Harmony has been my friend since college. We have always been very close, and that's why her murder is such a devastating event in my life. I was there on the night that Harmony and Christian first met. Harmony and I were at a nightclub enjoying a rare night on the town. We were both in grad school working pretty hard, so it felt good to get out and spend an evening doing something other than writing papers. But it was a typical night at the nightclubs. Guys were difficult to deal with, that night, and all the corny jokes and come on, then along came Christian. He walked up to Carmen, Harmony, took a seat, and smiled. After a few seconds, he said, how do you like me so far?
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> we all bursted out laughing. It was like somehow knew how rough the night has been. And he was determined to rescue Harmony from it. That and that's what Christian was to her. An escape from an ordinary guy. He was exciting he was exciting to her, and of course he had her wrapped around his finger. The engagement party started off lots of fun until the argument. What argument?
0: Man, that should go front and back.
1: <laughs> there were supposed to be presents for Christian's parents, but I guess there was a confusion over who had to bring them. Harmony was certain that she left them in the car, but Christian thought she left them at home. They weren't screaming, but they started getting chip- snippy with each other in front of everybody, and it was kind of awkward. I think maybe the pressure of the wedding was getting to them. Getting married isn't easy. Christian had a look on his face that was kind of intense. His jaw was clenched, and his eyes were red with anger.
0: Damn.
1: Yep. They left the party together. They left the party together. Okay, they left together. <laughs> To see if the presents were in his car, you got the feeling that the argument probably continued outside as they left. When they left, you could hear a pin drop. A, a pin? A pin drop.
0: D- What a do you mean pin. a pin? Like like
1: when
0: P a... I N. Oh, I'm thinking of like a writing pen. No. How did he go hear a pin drop?
1: Maybe they don't consider it that way. Huh? Like a pin drop? They don't, like.
0: We're probably dumb in something
1: <laughs> else. <laughs> They're probably thinking of something else. Then her sister told a joke, like, I can see Harmony and hurt her memory from mom. This enlightened the mood up a little, and people got back into normal until the bus boy came in running, saying Harmony was hurt in the parking lot. And we all rushed out at once.
0: How does it not like, the freaking fiancé? I don't know.
1: But the bus boy must be bones.
0: How you know. Are you just thinking? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Are you just thinking?
1: My initial reaction was absolute shock. Harmony's brother is in med school and is trying to do CPR or something, but we could see that she was already dead. I'm still in shock. We told police Christian killed her, but nobody actually saw what happened, so it could have been someone else. Harmony's told me a few things, a few weird guys at work, a stalker, and some deadbeat dad. You should check out, check them out. Talk to her office manager Cheryl. I don't even know what to think right now.
0: And that's the. His homeboy, right? Yeah, his, his friend.
1: friend. I guess both friends. A mutual friend.
0: So he was with he was with the fiancé that night, right? When the police caught him. That's yeah. why he said the statement.
1: Yeah.
0: But the oh. statement wasn't even about that night, though. He said how they met.
1: It was at first how they met. Yeah. And then at the end... Oh, when
0: they left to argue, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that does sound suspicious, that...
1: But he confirmed his whereabouts.
0: Okay, we got to go to Bones... <laughs> gotta go to Bones' with, um...
1: There's another paper, though.
0: Another paper?
1: Yeah. What is
0: it? Oh, is the conversation. It's a conversation. Oh, it's a conversation between Christian and the detective.
1: Yeah. You wanna be the detective? I'll be Christian. Or you be Christian I'll be the detective.
0: <laughs> this is some small handwriting. How we gonna see it? You want to?
1: Yeah. Okay, Are
0: I'll... You? Wait, what do you want me to be?
1: It don't matter. Detective or Christian?
0: I'll be... I guess I'll be detective. Okay. Okay. Please state your name for the record.
1: Christian Corey Peterson.
0: How did you know Harmony Christian?
1: She's my fiancé. We're supposed to get married tomorrow morning.
0: I know this is difficult, but can you tell me about where you were when you learned about Harmony's death?
1: I was in my house when the police came storming through the front door. There must have been 20 of them. I didn't really know what the heck was was happening, to be honest. I thought it was some kind of joke until one of them tackled me and slammed my face against the floor. They thought I killed her. It wasn't me. Obviously it wasn't me. What other leads do you have? I know two or three people you need to talk to.
0: How does she know that they like there's two or three more people? Okay. Let's back up a little to the argument. Suspect remains silent. Do I need to remind you?
1: Yes, Harmony and I had a little disagreement over what happened to the presents for my parents.
0: Was this a common thing the two of you? Getting into fights?
1: I wouldn't call it a fight. It was just a disagreement. That's all.
0: You didn't answer my question. Was this a common thing?
1: No, and I don't think.
0: You don't have issues with your temper? No, I don't. You ever hit harmony? Never. For a guy with no anger issues, you seem pretty hot under the collar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My fiancé is dead. I was supposed to be getting married tomorrow. And now I'm sitting in this box with you. Why are you questioning me? You're wasting time. You think I just get in an argument with her in front of both of our families and then take her back out and kill her?
0: So who did?
1: Ratliff, the guy in the clinic. What? He just said
0: my name. Oh, my bad. I'm out of character.
1: (laughs) He's been stalking her. Why are you not grilling him like this?
0: Interesting.
1: Or maybe that psycho, Navy guy. Who lost his kid, and I don't even know his name, but blames Harmony for losing custody over his kid. He was a deadbeat, but I told her not to testify. It was too risky, and she didn't even care.
0: Have you ever met either of these guys?
1: <laughs> no, but Harmony p- painted a pretty good picture for me. She talked about how long one of the guys was stalking her, calling the clinic, coming down, making threats. And the other guy with the son, he's a psychopath, has PTSD, and- or something probably. I can- even believe I did that. I'm sorry? I should have done more to protect her. I knew the guy was stalking her, but we just thought after a while he'll run out of energy. I should have done more. I should have never let her stay out there on her own like that, especially knowing some creep was after her. I swear she was like 50 feet from the door when I left. Were there footprints? Do you know where the killer came from?
0: How would you describe the relationship to the victim? Excuse me? Would you describe it as healthy? Were you both happy?
1: She was everything.
0: What I'm asking is...
1: She was everything.
0: <laughs> so there was no abuse, no control issues.
1: Abuse? Are you listening to me? Are you crazy? I wouldn't hurt her for anything. As for control, I wanted Harmony to be Harmony. That's all. I didn't need to control her. She can't be controlled. I just wanted to want her to be who she was forever. I just wanted us to grow old together. To Til death. Till death, we do a wee <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was on the ring rate. Right? Yeah. He's like, to what? See? <laughs> he, he probably was 32. <laughs> yeah.
1: To death, do we apart. <laughs> it was just a stupid thing we say to each other about the wedding. But now, sobbing noises heard from the suspect.
0: <laughs> this will be all, Christian. We will be in touch. If there's anything else you can think of that will help us, don't keep it to yourself, okay?
1: As and of update
0: to you. <laughs> that was pretty insane. That yeah. was intense. So sorry about him. <laughs> so you still think it's him? Yep. Well, there's a stalker and there's just a navy guy. What the mm-hmm. hell? Yeah. So who do you want to look over now? Oh, that's Ratliff, the guy you said who he yeah. who he thinks killed her. Think
1: so, you think Rex. that's the stalker? Rex, Rex, Ratliff. Maybe let's go back. Um, Rex, 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 Rex. Uh, oh yeah, he's the guy at the clinic. He's been stalking her. The guy at the clinic.
0: Okay. Should I keep all this together? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, you want to start opening Okay, Rattles. remember,
0: our first objective is to prove Bones is innocent.
1: Yeah.
0: You want... I don't know, I feel like we need to look at Bones. Bones, okay.
1: Let's look, look, look at Bones, Bones,
0: Bones. first. Okay. Oh, this is Bones. Oh, look, he has his own newspaper. Okay. A 24-year-old man, William Bones McBride, has been arrested for the murder of a local child psychologist, Harmony. According to law enforcement authorities, the assault took place after a demand for money and a brief struggle with the victim. Ooh. It also appeared that the victim's engagement ring was taken during the course of the violent encounter. I got to sneeze. It's <laughs> not coming out. No, I don't have corona. <laughs> it appeared that the assailant's motive for the attack was monetary. McBride has a long history of petty crime at have and all our evidence indicates that he was trying to get money. And or valuables from the victim and struck her in the face with a blow so powerful a cave in her school. He was then able to easily take the victim's engagement ring from her, then flee on foot, said Police Chief Brock Inman. He adds, This is a scenario we've been seeing more and more across the country wherever you go. Of course, it's more common in large urban areas, but even a small community like Riverdale is not fully immune to such things. Our hope is that by catching this killer and putting him behind bars, it sends a message to the next guy and keeps our citizens safe. After 30 minutes after the time of the murder, McBride was found in Grant Park with Harmony's ring in his possession. According to police, McBride offered no explanation for how he got the ring. After a detailed assessment of all suspects, witnesses and evidence available, it became clear that we had identified the assailant. He was found with the victim's engagement ring in his hand 30 minutes after the murder. I mean, it's pretty obvious, to Police, police Chief Inman. The police chief goes on to say, "As as tragic as these kinds of situations are, Alexander's fine, the assailant, and seeing him brought to justice gives family, and friends, an opportunity for closure. McBride is a lifelong resident of Riverdale. He spent his early years as a day laborer for Eagle Thames. He has also been briefly employed as a janitor in Ralph's, Ralph's Cafe and as a driver for Rusty's pizza. Yes, pizza. When asked for comment, McBride denied any involvement in the murder. Harmony was also a native to Riverdale. She attended Riverdale Elementary School, Howard Tapp Jr. High School, and graduated third in her classroom River Riverdale High in 1990. And that's it. That's it. You know what I think happened? Since he's innocent, obviously, that he came across the dead body and he saw the ring and, and he, and took, took, it. It. he yeah. took off with it. That's what I'm thinking now. Because okay. obviously he's innocent because the fucking game told us. <laughs> That's what I think happened. Okay, let's, okay. Can you read his.
1: So, of course, he's a person of interest. Let's see. He's a male, black, age 24, height, 6'2". He weighs about 170, and he doesn't have a phone number, no license. Um, his nickname is Bones.
0: He has no home address currently.
1: No, and also doesn't own a car. Uh, his statement. I was at Rambo's Bar until right after 9 p.m. from where I went to the Grant Park to get some rest and fell asleep. The next thing I remember is being surrounded by 20 officers shining lights in my eyes. Someone put the ring in my hand while I was sleeping or one of the police put it on me.
0: Wow.
1: And then he says individuals who can confirm my whereabouts is Wally Bryson. Lee relationship. Park. He's a bouncer. Phone number. He doesn't know. And home address, Bouncers at Rambo Bar. <laughs>
0: Damn. So someone put it. That's what he claims. Yeah. That does be- sound suspicious, though. Okay. Who's this?
1: That's Wally.
0: Wally Price. Yep.
1: Statement form. Okay. Okay. So he's like, I come from Williams. Bones, McBride was removed from my bar at 9pm on May 8th of 1998. This is where a man I have This is a man I have seen on a number of occasions at my place of employment, Rambo's Bar. Bones is a regular customer there. I would describe him as a nice guy. He is well liked by the staff and other pa- patrons.
0: Patron. Yeah, patrons.
1: Yeah. On a few occasions, we had, had warned him not to panhandle in front of the bar, but Apart from that, he's usually fine. He has even charms his way into a few free beers and he's a he's kind of a nice guy. I remember seeing him last night on the eighth. It was a Friday and he became in smiling as usual, but I also remember an argument that took place right at nine PM at the end of Happy Hour. Bones missed the last call for the free Happy Hour drinks and was upset because he had He was broke, and he was yelling at the bartender for ignoring him. The bartender signaled me to escort him out, so I did. But then, things had calmed down, and Bones was on his way out, ready to leave on his own. He said something like, I'll just get out of... it just go... (laughs) It'll just go get me some money and be right back in an hour. As Bones left, me and JT... JT, the bartender... Looked at each and smiled. We expected him to go out into the front of the bar and panhandle like he had done in the past, but he didn't. He walked out of the door and kept walking. I figured out he had some other way of finding some money. I haven't seen him since. So now.
0: And this, this officer, I guess we found him.
1: Yeah, Officer, Officer Kent Grayson.
0: Alright, I'm going to read this one. The suspect was an individual we've had many prior encounters with. His name is William McBride. He's known as Bones. McBride had been spotted many times sleeping in Grant Park or in various public places around town. His price consisted mainly of public drinking and disturbing the peace. It was 10 o'clock when I approached the suspect with the intention of waking up, waking him up and telling him to move along. But when I saw something unusual in his hand, I immediately, I immediately contacted my captain at the station. He told me he told me place the suspect under arrest for murder while while he called for backup. We had been awake that we had been aware that a murder had taken place at night and the suspect was at large. By the time mister McBride had woken up, the backup had arrived. He seemed quite disoriented. He was then told that he was under arrest for the murder of Harmony. At this time the suspect became belligerent. And uncooperative. He repeatedly screamed that he was innocent and he didn't know where the ring came from. Okay. So they found him asleep. Apparently. Um, so I'm assuming when he walked out the bar he went to go sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: Me too. To go get his money. <laughs> <Sleep> <laughs> to get his money.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, it is all oh, the, yeah,
1: the Full recorded interview
0: uh-huh. by
1: William McBride.
0: Of Bones and yeah. the detective. The
1: detective. The detective?
0: I'll be the detective back again. Okay. Please state your name for the record.
1: Williams McBride. Bye, go by Bones.
0: Bones. Looks like you got something explaining to do.
1: Look, I know it looks crazy with me with that dang ring in my hand. But you gotta believe me. I never seen anything seen that thing before in mind.
0: We'll get to the ring. Let's start with what you were doing sleeping in the park. How did you wind up there?
1: Well I was at Rambo's and let's just say that it didn't work out for me. I was escorted out and I needed a place to sleep. The bench on the Grant Park ain't exactly four stars accommodations but it'll do.
0: What happened at, Ran- at Rambo's?
1: I missed the last call for happy hour, so I put a dent on my plans to go to JT's. The bartender, helluva good guy, hell of a good guy. <laughs> Usually, I'm like, come on, cut some slack, please. I've been trying to, <laughs> I've been to get a, get your attention for the last ten minutes. As many times I've been there, he has scraped together a little money. Wait, wait, back. wait! You just oh. get
0: the whole line. Oh. He's like, as many times I've been there, he Still doesn't budge, and then go.
1: He calls me the bouncer on me, and I'm like, okay, I'll just see if I can get a little... (laughs) Yeah, right? Scrape together a little money, come back and finish the night off with a few more drinks. But I didn't make it. I started walking around and realized I was messed up. So I just headed to the Grand Park and laid out to get some rest.
0: Do you remember what time this happened?
1: I don't know, 9? Maybe 9.15? Then... Next thing you know, I was getting a wake-up call from River- Riverdale's finest. I guess I had the ring on my hand. I remember being there, but I swear to you, I don't know how it got there. I need you to investigate that officer. That must have been him.
0: Is that a common thing for you, waking up with items in your position without having any idea how they got there?
1: Let's just say my drinking is common- it's a common thing, but killing somebody like that? Lady is not my style. Please, you gotta believe me. Look, I've been in a joint there before. If they lock me up for killing that pretty lady, I won't I won't last more than a week in there.
0: Is it possible that you stole that ring?
1: You mean from the lady? Look, I told you. I'm no Boy Scout. I'm violent. My butt violence isn't my thing.
0: I'll live it with you, Bones. It doesn't look good for you. You were kicked out of the bar at 9. At 10, the police picked you up with her. with her ring in your hand. That's plenty of time to leave the bar, walk over to Tully's, rob this girl, and take the ring. I wouldn't do that. Look, I know you didn't mean to kill her. What happened? You get into a little scuffle and there was an accident?
1: No, not at all. That's a lie. I I never met that girl in my life. And that's honest truth.
0: As soon as you start telling me the truth, that's when things are going to get better for you. It was an accident. I get it. Work with us and we can get this down to involuntary manslaughter. You'll be out in 18 months with -hmm. good behavior, but only if you cooperate with us right now. You're looking at life behind bars, McBride.
1: It wasn't me, period. Look, do I get a lawyer or something?
0: Yeah, lawyer's not here yet.
1: I suppose... I shouldn't talk until I get there, right? They, oh, they get here.
0: <laughs> you don't have to talk at all if you don't want.
1: Okay, look, I told you. I don't know how I got the ring, how the ring got there. You believe me, right?
0: Bone, you seem like a charming guy. And I know you got going to use these two charming change out of the good folks here in Riverdale. But this is a pretty rough line you're in. And you're going to need more than a little turn to get out of him. Suspect so remain silent. I'm sure we'll have more questions for you later. We'll be in touch. End of interview. <laughs> Damn. That's safe for bones?
1: That's it for bones. Oh,
0: and we got his little his fingerprints. Wow.
1: And his picture, of course.
0: His picture, yeah. Wow. So. Should
1: we get to Ratliff?
0: Rex Ratliff? Yeah. Where's just the just paper clip? No, but for him.
1: Oh, it's right
0: here. Oh, okay, don't mind. That is interesting.
1: That is interesting.
0: But if I was the cop and he told me he just he just woke up and it was just that, I wouldn't believe him either. No. No. So he has no connection to them at all.
1: No connection.
0: Like, he doesn't know who she is. He doesn't know anything. That's about doesn't what he claims. Okay, but in the freaking folder it says, proof Bones is innocent. So obviously you don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many more suspects we gotta go through?
1: We have one, two, three.
0: Three? Three. Okay, let's go Rex, the most suspicious one. Rex Ratliff. Rex Ratliff, he is 25 years old, he's a male, of course, race, white, ethnicity, wait, race, white, race, white, what's ethnicity, white? I'm done! Height, 5'9", he weighs 225, brown hair, blue eyes, shoe size 9, nah, you don't need to know that, okay. I was at home. This is his statement. I was at home the whole time. I got home from work around nine and stayed in my apartment all night. Period. That's it. Who can? And the person who can back him up is Mrs. McCoy. That's the landlord. Just read the statement. See, Mrs. McCoy, Mrs.
1: McCoy, right here.
0: Okay. The first time I met Mrs. Mr. Ratliff was when he came to arrange rent. What? When it came to arrange renting the apartment above me, I immediately noticed that he seemed very un uneasy, but I did not, I did not, I did not
1: I find their kind. any problem. I did not find.
0: Uh, I did not find any problem with them. Part of that would have made me ineligible.
1: What? I cannot recursive either. <laughs>
0: that.
1: Let me see where you at. <laughs> ineligible for rent. Okay. Eligible, ineligible for rent.
0: He didn't have much of a mental history, but at least... Rental. That's mental. Rental. Rental history. But at least we were not made aware of any prior on outstanding warrants for his arrest. I have noted in my diary that on April 26th, we had a problem with Mr. Ratliff. It was the first. first time of any kind of encounter with him. The nature of the problem was that the tenant, Mr. Riley, was that he was exceeding an acceptable volume of noise in his in his unit. This violation is one that is taken very seriously and I need my rest to stay healthy. Prior to this situation we have never had a major problem with Mr. Riley. There were a few occasions of loud noises that that I that I was able to hear mainly due to being um
1: what is that word?
0: Oh, located directly under his apartment but none of these occasions required attention, action of my part. But on this occasion that took place on the 26th of April, he was making a great deal of noise and it had become necessary for me to go up to his apartment and address the issue. His noise was mostly anything loudly pounding on the wall Oh. His nose was mostly crying, crying loudly and pounding on the wall. Oh, he's crying. On this occasion, Mr. Rutler seemed reluctant to open the door. But once he did, he apologized for the noise and said it would never happen again. Later, after I exited his unit and returned to give him a brochure regarding a local therapy clinic called Helping Handa, he seemed very, very cooperative to the brochure. My he seems to be standing at one face in particular. In it, I believe this face belonged to the victim, but at the time I did not obscure this. As a he reads from, I cannot read mm-hmm. this. Jesus Christ, I'm right here.
1: She is very pretty. On the night of the murder, May 8th, I observed him coming into the building a little before 9 p.m., and it was just then because it happened the night at the end of the X-Files, when the whistling comes on. Then a little over an hour after that, I heard crying and screaming. It was coming from the first story on... Oh, it was during the first story on 2020. So it, was, it must have been sometime between 10 and 10.15. 10. I couldn't make out any of the words, but it sounded really dreadful. I immediately went up to his unit and knocked on his door to make sure he was all right and to ask him to quiet down. At this time, he did not answer the door, and I went back to, I went back down, uh, I went back down to my apartment. Eventually, as the evening went on, the noises stopped. Wait, yeah, the noises stopped. By the time Chance Edwards began the eleven o'clock news, things. Had become, had became quiet again. That's when I heard about the murder.
0: His hard, his right? car, his <laughs> car, yeah,
1: his car didn't leave where he had parked it and got home at nine. Who's Chance Edwards? The
0: news reporter guy. No. Yeah. yeah chance oh yeah by the They're time chance or yeah so i guess he he was crying because he found out they killed her
1: but it says his car didn't leave where he parked it when he got home at nine
0: maybe he's um he's sad that he killed her okay so what's this
1: there's another witness statement form from cheryl cheryl pratt but i don't even know who that is
0: that cursive looks really hard.
1: It looks harder than that one. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Can you get that? Uh,
0: oh, the map? Okay. Oh, yeah. We also got a map, y'all. Not that, not the map.
1: This.
0: Oh. The- because
1: on the pictures, there's seven so you guys. There's pictures. That's Jenny Rogers, Rogers. Officer, and then. Oh, that's the officer. Ollie, yeah, Cheryl. But, I thought I would say who she is. Well, it says Cheryl Pratt, and she has stated, I have had a contact with Rex Ratliff (laughs) in my job as an office and manager. Okay of Helping Hands Mental Health Clinic. I can vividly remember his face and that look on his face. I would describe his look as predatory. Predatory. Predatory.
0: We don't have each other.
1: Our first contact took place when he made his first call to the clinic. I don't recall the exact date. My memory is full of talking to him, talking to him was that he had made me uncomfortable. We obviously had many clients who suffer a wide a wide range of mental health problems but Mr. Ratliff seemed to be on the edge more than most. Mr. Ratliff beca- began <laughs> to tell me a few basic things about him and his mental health state. He mentioned that he was feeling depressed and lonely, but he seemed uncomfortable about sharing more specific details. He mentioned that he needed to see Harmony at this time, and I told him that Harmony was a child psychologist and that he was free to set up an appointment with Dr. Bryson? Yeah, just Okay. <laughs> to the other psychologist in our clinic, he immediately became irrit- irritant irritant
0: it clearly became i don't know what the hell about this i don't
1: know and then i tried to work with him on a few other options i mentioned that i could possibly refer him to another clinic but once again this made him upset he told me that it was important that he see harmony before it was too late then i asked what he meant by that and he hung up so it was over the phone Approximately 30 minutes after he showed up at the clinic, although he did not immediately identify himself, I knew it was him. At this time, he angrily approached the desk, demanding to see Harmony. He was now becoming loud and disruptive. Mr. Bryson came out of his office, saying, Is this man causing a problem? Once Dr. Bryson uh, appeared, Mr. Ratliff seemed to calm down a little. So I said, no, everything is fine at this point of time in time. Mr. Ratliff no longer seemed to be a threat. Mr. Ratliff then said something like, I'm sorry, I caused any problems, but I really need help. And I need it from Harmony.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> After I explained to him that this was not possible, he turned and left, on, left Dr. Bryson and I watched him as he left the clinic. It seemed to recall that doctor Bison giving me a shoulder shrug on some kind of sympathetic gesture. I think I think he said then I guess that's the end of that. But the call kept coming once again and I tried to suggest I tried to suggest that he see another therapist. But he was very insistent that he see Harmony and only Harmony. She needs to see me was all he would say. He kept calling all the time. For the past few weeks, I asked our phone company to fax a report of all the calls we got from him. And they were increasing almost every day. There was another incident that took place in the parking lot of the day of the murder. Someone in the parking lot reported a car coming by, and it was a man screaming from the car. At this time, it was not comfortable driving home on my own. After calling the police and reported the incident, I called a friend to pick me up. That's it? That's it. Right.
0: And here's a phone call record.
1: Call record.
0: Call record log, whatever. He called for Harmony, right? This is for Harmony? The office. The office?
1: 56 times.
0: 56 times and over a course of... Why did he go down a month? Well, practically in a month. That's a lot.
1: Like, in the last, like, many, maybe minutes after.
0: But times in a, in a span of a month. And he called quite a few times. What's interesting is that he called mostly in the beginning of the month. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. Okay. Okay, what we're going to read is the, I guess, the interview between the detective and Ratliff. I'll be the detective, you be Ratliff.
1: Okay.
0: Good morning. Please state your name for our records
1: Rex Ratliff. Why am I here?
0: Okay, Ratliff. Were you born on the 14th of March, 1973?
1: Were you. Are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me what's going on? Yeah, that's my birthday.
0: Ratliff, what do you do for a living?
1: I work at a gym. I mop and stuff. Clean up. What do you want from me?
0: The woman who was murdered Friday night, Harmony. How did you know her? I didn't. Well, why would anybody think you did? Suspect, re- remain silent. I need a verbal reply, Rat Live. The microphone can't record a shoulder <laughs> shrug.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I'm here.
0: Bad plan, Rat Live. Here's the thing. I know you're a suspect. And you know why you're a suspect. You know who else knows why you're a suspect. No. The name Cheryl Pratt. Ring a bell? No. Well, she has a pretty good idea of who you are. She's the office manager at the Helping Hands Mental Health Clinic. You're pretty familiar with that place, right? Maybe. According to Mrs. Pratt, you've been calling several times a day demanding to see Harmony. Isn't that right? I don't know. What was that?
1: I. It doesn't matter now, does it?
0: Because you killed her?
1: <laughs> no, because she's dead. And I had to let her go.
0: No. No, because... Wait, Oh, talk to me, Ratliff. Why did you need to call that place so many times? Do you need to pull out the call line to remind you? Don't play stupid on me. Such big. remain silent. Okay, here we go. April 27th, five calls. April 28th, three calls. April 29th, three calls. Three more calls. And three more the next day. They're starting to sound familiar to you.
1: I was just calling because I needed help. She's a therapist and I needed help. Is that illegal? I just wanted to see her before.
0: Before she got married, you couldn't let another another man have your precious harmony, could you? Maybe it will jog your memory if you fast forward to the last few days before the murder. May 6th, eight calls. May 7th, nine calls.
1: So I called her office. Doesn't make me a killer.
0: It makes you a stalker, though, doesn't it? May 8th, the day before the murder, you called ten times. Ratliff, you called ten times, but they wouldn't pick up, would they?
1: I needed help. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. It was too late. I needed help. I needed help from Harmony. You wouldn't understand. It had to be hurt. It just, you wouldn't understand.
0: Just say it, Riley. Say the words. Stop talking in riddles and just tell me you killed Harmony.
1: No, I didn't hurt anybody.
0: Say it. You left work and went to the clinic.
1: (laughs) I needed help. I needed to stop the pain. Stop the voices.
0: Then you followed her to the restaurant. No. You waited in the parking lot outside Tilly's, didn't you? Just waiting for your chance. How many hours were you hiding there, Ratliff? What was going on through your head?
1: I didn't. That. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what happened.
0: When she walked out back, when she walked out the back door, your moment arrived. Tell me, Ratliff, when her fiance left all alone back there, did you try to talk to her first, or did you just attack?
1: No, it wasn't me.
0: Stop playing, Ratliff. We talked to Cheryl at the clinic. You're lying.
1: Stop yelling at me. (laughs) Stop yelling at me. I wasn't there.
0: Just say the words. Tell us what really happened and we can get on with this. You can get a lawyer put together and insanity play, whatever you want. But this isn't helping you. This line is not helping you, Ratliff. You're not fooling me.
1: It wasn't me. I needed her help. She's a therapist and I needed her help.
0: I know you killed her, Ratliff. You can't hide behind all this psychotherapy bull. You could have found another therapist. We know you showed up at the clinic threatening her. Just tell me you did it. No more screaming. No more games. We'll get you help.
1: I tried to get help. I tried to make the voices stop. I saw Harmony on the brochure, and I knew she could help my mother. My mother's voices stop.
0: Radly, what happened that night? Talk to me.
1: I told you already. I was at home the whole time. My mother was murdered on May 8th. 1978. My stepdad hit her in the face with a Ooh. baseball bat. Hmm. I found her. Look it up, you'll see. Harmony looked just like my mother, and I just had to hear her voice.
0: You better hope it checks out. Is there anyone who can confirm you were home?
1: No, I was alone. Miss McCoy, maybe. I don't know.
0: Who's Miss McCoy?
1: My landlady lives under me.
0: This isn't the time for guessing, right, Liv. Were your landlady confirm that you were at home all evening long? Yes or no?
1: I think so. I don't know. Don't know how good her memory is. She's old.
0: You better hope she can. Next time I bring you back here, I'm not going to be so nice. That's the end.
1: Wow. You think I. Maybe she could have killed her.
0: I think he could have.
1: He could have.
0: I think he did it.
1: He does, he's probably traumatized. About? You know the way his mother was killed before oh. did the thing?
0: If she had one hit. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: that's
0: crazy. Okay, we got another suspect is Andy Allen. I don't know where he comes to play. He is... Andy Allen. Well, he is a suspect, apparently. Uh-huh. He's 28. He's a male. He's white. He's 5'11", 263, black hair and brown eyes. His individual statement... I was at home fixing the brakes on my car all evening. I went to the bed around 11 p.m., but at 2 a.m., I received a phone call from Deborah Ashcroft, Harmony's mother, and she explained to me that Harmony was murdered at the party. My neighbor, Jason, confirmed that I was fixing my car when the crime happened. The individual who can back him up is Jason Griggs' neighbor, and he borrowed tools from Jason.
1: Okay, so he said, I have only been living on Andy's blocks for a few, a few months, so I can't say I've gotten to know him really well, but it seems like he's a nice guy. The kind of neighbor you wouldn't be afraid to invite over for a beer or something like that. Anyways, he came over to borrow a tool on Friday night around 10 p.m. I know it was 10 because Dateline just ended, and he asked for a torque. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said torque <laughs> wrench to borrow. Told me he'd been fixing his brakes for his past few hours, which I don't doubt because he was kind of sweaty and out of breath. He's a big guy. We had a laugh about these things the way always go. You spend hours on the job, then just as you're about to be done, that's when, the, that's when the something breaks and you can't finish. I gave him the torque wrench, and that was it. He seemed like a good guy. I told him to stop by anytime he wanted to work on cars or have a beer, but I haven't seen him again since then.
0: Okay, this is Chad Highsmith. I have known Andy for about three years, and he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I've never seen him violent or angry. When I heard about the murder, I wasn't sure what to think. I remember being disturbed by the news and surprised that this kind of thing would happen randomly. It immediately reminded me of something of my father, a career police officer. said to me when I was a child, Most murders are really more about love than hate. At the time, I didn't understand what he meant by that. But as I've gotten older, I understand it more. Harmony's murder was a shock to everybody, even people like me who just knew her casually. She was so young and beautiful. I was aware of how close she and Andy were. I know they had been close friends since Chicago, literally, I think. After her murder, I began to think uh, about a few strange conversations I had with Andy. There was one occasion where we were joking about how hard it is to be just friends with a woman. At one point, being began staring off in the distance and said, I guess it could work out as long as you never fall in love. I laughed, but he didn't. I didn't even... I have to ask who he was talking about. He talked about Harmony a lot. It was apparent that he had shock feelings for her. After Harmony and Christian got engaged, I recall Andy joking about how funny it would be if he got drunk at the rehearsal dinner and told her how he really felt. He actually liked her. Mm -hmm. Andy had feelings for her. I could sense that this was something he was seriously considering. The subject was dropped immediately. A few days later, I believe it was a few days before the rehearsal dinner, Dinner and parentheses. I asked him if he wanted to come with me to my daughter's basketball game that night. I was actually trying to keep him keep him from going to the rehearsal dinner. I didn't want to embarrass himself and make things awkward for the wedding, but he made it clear that he really wanted to go to the party. The conversation ended, ended there. On Monday morning after the murder, I offered my condolences to him at work. His eyes looked lifeless. I could tell he was distraught. I asked him what he saw at the party, but he told me that he couldn't go because he had to fix his brakes. I remember him saying something about how it took him a while be- to do because he was very, wasn't very, was very experienced and had to borrow a tote job. job. And, and by that time, it was too late to go to the party. So he borrowed it. I bet he hit it with it if he's the murderer. Then he told me about the phone call he got from Harmony's mother at 2 a.m. I can't even imagine how devastating this must be for him. The feeling might not have been mutual, but she was the love of his life. And I think he made himself for what happened. Like he could have stopped it if, if he had been there. I've been thinking about Harmony and her fiancé. I don't know Christian that will, but I think it's possible that there was abuse. He was known to be kind of a jerk. I'm not sure what Harmony's telling him to be honest. <laughs> it then occurred to me that maybe Andy knew something about Harmony and her relationship with her fiancé, which is why I call the tip line. That's why I called you guys. I was thinking he might get some helpful information out of him, but I know he's not the murderer. Even if he wasn't stuck at home fixing his car, Andy would never be able to do anything like this. He's probably the kindest guy I know, and he loved Harmony. Now, a lot of guys like this girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, well, here's a recorded interview.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh,
0: of who? Between you. Detective and Andy. Mm-hmm. I believe Detective would be Andy. Oh, my God, okay. oh, you want to switch?
1: No. Okay.
0: <laughs> Please state your name for the record.
1: Andrew James Allen. You can call me Andy. How can I help with this case?
0: What do you do for a living, Andy?
1: I'm a paralegal at Wagner and Benjanton ben- Law Firm.
0: How did you know the victim?
1: We're friends. Best friend since we were six. She's like my sister.
0: Do you recall where you met?
1: How is this relevant? Look, I want to help. I don't know, and I know you have to question everybody to be thorough. But come on, what does this have to do with anything? You're wasting time, and you should be talking to Christian. He got in a big argument with Harmony in front of everybody and stormed out of the party with her right before she was. We're
0: questioning a number of people, Andy, and you happen to be one of one of them. Why? Let's go back to the question I asked you earlier.
1: This is crazy. I'm a friend, not a suspect. My best friend was murdered, and you have to and you have to lock me up in this room. You're interrogating.
0: Andy, I understand your agitation, but we have our reasons.
1: But you have the murderer already, don't you?
0: What makes you so sure about that?
1: Well, it was sure as hell wasn't me. I don't know. You have her jerk boyfriend Christian and the stalker what guy Harmony was scared of, and then. There's some homeless guy with her ring.
0: You seem awfully familiar with the details of the case, Dale.
1: (laughs) I watched the news and talked to just about everybody that was there in the past 48 hours. My best friend was murdered. I'm curious. Does that make me a killer?
0: No, but the way you're talking to me right now seems a little suspicious. Suspect remains silent.
1: You're right. I'm sorry about that. I'm a little on the edge. Know what I mean?
0: Yes, I think I do, Mr. Allen.
1: I know you're just doing your job. Sorry, I want to help. How can I help?
0: You didn't attend the engagement party, did you, Andy? No, I didn't. Why not?
1: Six years old, I was invited. I was planning to go out, but I had car trouble.
0: What kind of car trouble?
1: Brakes. They've been acting up for a while. I had new ones ready to put on, just hadn't gotten around to it. Then, on my way home from work on Friday, I almost got into it accident i knew i couldn't go back on the road just like that
0: so you're planning to go to the party if it wasn't for your breaks that's right were you planning to say anything to harmony and private at the party what are you in love with her
1: where are you going with this
0: i'm just asking questions what was your plan at the that evening
1: i just told you i planned to go to the party to do what to wish her well she was my best friend
0: do you have anything to tell her
1: you talk to chad is that what this is all about look i do love harmony (laughs) I admit it. I love her. And since we played a little league 20 years ago, it's no secret that I love her. Everybody knows that except her, probably. But if that's a crime, lock up half of the guys in our class at Riverdale.
0: So you were nowhere near Tully's at that evening?
1: Unfortunately, if I was there, I'm sure she'd be alive today.
0: (laughs) Wasn't this party kind of a big deal for Harmony? What do you mean? rehearsal dinner getting married it seems like she really wants to want you there sure and yet you didn't go
1: yeah well like i said i had a car trouble
0: and you couldn't find another way to get there
1: the car wasn't safe on the road and i didn't want to ask for a ride
0: a cab or a bus something you could have walked
1: all right you know what i really didn't even want to be here be there i wanted to be there for her but it hurts you know she was too good for him. And so when my brakes didn't work, I was, it was the excuse I needed to stay at home and get busy on something else.
0: So you were fixing your car all by yourself? Yeah. Very convenient?
1: Ask Jason. He's my neighbor across the street, and I had to borrow a wrench from him to get the job finished. He confirmed it asking.
0: And you couldn't find a way to get Tilly to tell you, so much to tell her?
1: I love her. Do you understand that? I would never want to hurt her. She just didn't understand.
0: You understand what?
1: She was making a huge mistake with that jerk. <laughs> she can do so much better.
0: Not anymore.
1: I'm done talking here.
0: I'm done. I'm done with you too, Andy. I have someone to take you home. <laughs> Damn, can okay, not a car? <laughs> <laughs> so what? we got one last suspect, right? Yeah. And that is...
1: Derek Silvers. Who's him? I have no idea.
0: Uh, well, that's, so that's <gasps> the point oh. of...
1: What? It might be the other guy.
0: He's the Navy dude.
1: No, yeah, maybe.
0: He's a Navy dude. Navy. Derek, Derek. Sivers. He is 37, male, white, 5'11", 203 pounds. Here's his statement. I was bonding with Admiral Joseph Arthursen from around 8:30 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. We were together on the Inzlee River all night. We saw and heard a lot of first response activity near Tilly's around 9:30. But we were unaware of what happened there until later. Um, the individual confirmed is Adam. a friend to him. And what's the... Statements.
1: Do you want to do the interview first and then go from here?
0: Uh, sure. I'll be detective. Will you state your name for the record, sir? Derek. Your phone name, please.
1: How about Chief Petty Officer Derek Edward Sivers? That's full enough for you. You want me to provide a, my serial number and a full list of awards and decorations I received during my years of service.
0: In a bad mood, Derek.
1: Like what? Oh, you could you, you could say that.
0: Well, I can get a way for you. To, well, I can think of a way for you to get back to to your day in a matter of minutes. You can start by explaining explaining a few things. Like what? You could start with the conversation you had with Harmony, a conversation that happened to take place just a few hours before she wound up dead. Would you like to remind would you like me to remind you? Suspect remained silent. So they talked. hmm Okay. According to reports, you said to the victim, You have no right to keep me from my son. Oh you will pay for this. Sound familiar? Maybe. Sounds like you were pretty upset at the time at the young lady.
1: I wasn't pretty upset. I was pissed. She testified in court that I was unfit father. I see you. Can you believe that? After everything I've done for this country, that's how I get treated. She just gives her opinion about something that's none of her business, and the government takes away my son.
0: So did she pay for it? I'm sorry. What did what did he do to Harmony? Tell me. Here's the thing, snotty snotty lady doctor, helping court helping the court take your kids away from you. How did she pay for it?
1: She didn't. Not by me, at least. You should start by asking or by making a list of all the families she torn apart.
0: Really? So it was just a coincidence that you had this issue with her and she wound up dead later the same evening?
1: Quid- quid- <laughs> quid- coincidence happens.
0: True. You know what else happens? You guys with the hysteria of having a short fuselage are cool and people will get hurt. You ever see that?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but.
0: This ever happened to you in the Navy?
1: Look, what happened in the Navy is not...
0: Answer the question, please. Did you ever lose your temper while in the Navy?
1: I was a different guy then. I'll take that as a yes. I'm different now. No more drinking, no more fights, trying to keep my temper under control.
0: What do you do? Join a... What? Monastery. Join a monastery after getting out of the Navy?
1: Like I said, I'm different now. Everything's different.
0: That's all you got from me. You're different now with all this potential trouble you're in. Derek, you're going to need more than that. I have to tell you that that's not the most heartwarming how I turned my life around story.
1: I'm better, okay? I'm traveling with a different crowd. I know what to do when my temper gets out of control.
0: What did you do after the blow up at the clinic?
1: I met up with a friend and went out on his boat to the Angsley River to get away from
0: all of that. Excuse me?
1: I went boating with a navy buddy, an older guy, decorated war hero. Yeah, right. The yeah. guy I wanted to be when I was signed up, when I signed up.
0: And if we contacted Captain America, would what would he tell us where you were on the night of the of Harmony's murder?
1: That's Admiral, not Captain. Joseph Arthurson, too purple-hearted and You'd say I was with him on his boat. Just two guys letting off a of steam and sharing stories were 100% help sober.
0: Sounds a real great guy. This, this Benedict.
1: The best. He'd do anything for a neighbor, brother.
0: Including lie under oath.
1: Oh, come on. <coughs> oh,
0: excuse me. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the military code? Anything for brother, death before dishonor and all that. You cover for each other like nobody else would.
1: All due respect, detective. You're out of your league. That's the kind of thing, States Marine Corps. What? What? You skipping. <laughs> sorry. Civilians don't even know a thing, uh, anything about.
0: Really? Let me introduce myself. Gunnery Sergeant, Jack Montgomery, stationed United States Marine Corps. Suspect remains silent. We're all done now, Chief. Pay Officer Sivers, don't leave town. I have a feeling we'll be in touch again after I have a chat with Adam. <laughs>
1: Oh. That's his narrative.
0: This is who's the, the Admiral. Admiral. I am very familiar with Chief the Chief Petty Officer Derek Severus. I have known him for many years. He was stationed on one of my ships and with both of us living here in the same time we became friends. I can I can attest that at the time of the murder, Derek was with me. We were alone together in my boat on this Andes River between 8:30 PM and 10:30 PM. We talk. We took off from the Riverdale Marina, traveled as far as north as Port Royal Avenue, and then turned around and went back to the Marina. It had been a stressful few weeks for Derek, and he needed a friend and mentor to hash things out with. He's having custody issues with his ex-wife.
1: Ex wife.
0: In addition to having been with them at the time of the murder, I can also attest. For all of his flaws, he's made great studies in keeping his demons under control. As an individual who has struggled with his own issues, I know the road to, sob- to sobriety isn't always an easy one.
1: Wow. Okay, well, I have Chris Adams here. He said, I confirmed that this man I have seen several times at Helping Hands Mental Clinic. I have provided landscaping services at the clinic for about two years. I would estimate I knew Derek for two years. I seem to recall that we have we met when we was exiting the building, and I noticed the navy tattoo on my on my forearm. Oh, he noticed the navy tattoo on my forearm. He mentioned that he was also a navy man, and we struck up in a conversation about the difficulties of adjusting to life and leaving the navy. I would see him after that, and we would talk on a few occasions. We we would just share a nod. I would say that he was generally. a in good spirits when i would see him at the clinic but there was also an occasion yesterday where i would describe his mood irritate 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 ir-
0: Irritate, yeah
1: yeah the incident began when i was in the parking lot i was it was yesterday may 8th 1998 he pulled up to the parking lot with a lot of anger in his face i asked him what he was doing there i would usually only see him picking up or dropping off his son but I heard through the grapevine that he no longer shared custody of him. He proceeded to rant about how angry he was that he served this country and he can't believe this kind of disrespect he get from civilians. He then began raising his voice and screaming. I tried to get to him to calm him down, but he kept screaming. Then, Miss Ashcroft Harmony came to the parking lot to get... To her car, he began screaming right at her, yeah. saying things like "You have no right to keep me from my son. You will pay for this, young lady." She attempted, yeah, she attempted to simply ignore him and leave him, but I could tell she was scared. I have to admit, I was a little afraid myself. I had previous experience with vets who get involved in angry situations, and it's ne- situations, and it's never good. There, he there was a look in Derek's eyes that I had never that I had seen before in other vets right before a breakdown. I don't know if he did it, but he sure look like a man with a lot of rage and nothing to lose. That's all I know.
0: Damn,
1: but here's the court order.
0: Do we need to read it? She's basically just saying that he has no custody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that's crazy he's basically saying he has no custody
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it All
0: right, that's, we've gone over all of the suspects and we're not going to be able to finish objective one because this has become an hour long, our longest episode <laughs>
1: mm. just yet
0: yeah, so far we're going to end it off here we want y'all to let us know who y'all think the murderer is. I think it's the Navy dude now. He's the last person with her. Really mad. He's a vet. You know, a lot of stuff happened with vets. PTSD. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was a stalker dude.
1: I still think it was a stalker dude. Or either it, a husband. You know what's dumb? Wow. How the
0: hell? They, they couldn't point this guy, Derek Sivers, but they pointed, they pointed it to Bones. To Bones. It's crazy.
1: Just because he had the ring
0: this is way but then how did he get it another thing how did he get the ring
1: oh Andy
0: what about Andy Andy
1: oh, no wait who was it what about Andy I have a feeling like it was Andy
0: what, Was it Andy
1: did I they... feel like Andy planted it cause he knew a little too much about it
0: that's true This shit too
1: he could've planted and I don't know that's maybe true. they were all in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all we all love I her mean. we don't want him to have her <laughs>
1: Well, time okay. to hear you guys.
0: Okay, that's that's the end for episode one of this series of Unsolved Case Files for Harmony. I ain't gonna say her last name, though, because that's shit <laughs> hard. Let us know who you think killed her. I think it's the Navy dude. Who do you think it is?
1: Uh, I'm so stuck with the husband.
0: The husband?
1: The husband. The husband. I, can't. I do
0: not know how they pointed it to Bones. That is... As that's that's <laughs> like wow. Um, that's it. We're gonna end it here. We'll be. Well, hopefully, we'll make the episode next week, yeah. <laughs> and that's the plan. All right. See y'all. Bye. Bye.